0: ladies and gentlemen good morning good afternoon or good evening this is your host once again Steve Johnson the star maker welcoming you to another only business podcast and we are the only business podcast I'm here once again with a very very special guest this is his second time on our program y'all know him you love him mr. Jamil Graham go on introduce yourself bro
1: what up what up Steve thanks for the invite back Um been looking forward to this one I know it's going to be heartfelt but um, yeah I'm excited to be back man
0: excellent we're excited to have you back Jamil runs a digital marketing company called common Dow. go ahead and tell us a little bit about what your business does
1: yeah so common Dow (laughs) is a integrated web 3 company Uh, we really strive to create a social presence for companies that may be still using web 2 techniques uh, so we do a lot of SEO uh, optimization, email marketing campaigns, and you know a couple other marketing techniques to increase any brand's presence and you know um, just get them buzzing on 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 social media platforms.
0: Y'all are gonna see and he'll, y'all are gonna see and hear Jamil's name a lot as we uh, get further and further into 2023. He and I are actually working on a few things together. Uh, what I like to say is, I can help you with the clientele that you can see, and Jamil helps you with the clients that you can't see, the clients and customers that you can't see. <clears throat> All right. Last time y'all were here, we discussed the grieving process. All right. Shout out to Miss Thelma Carol Edwards of Edwards Wellness and Skincare. She talked to us about Uh, The grieving process as far as dealing with an illness. Now, today we're going to take a little bit of a turn. We're going to discuss grieving through the loss of a loved one. Now, you know, I do have the tissues here. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) You know, Jamil and I share a similar experience on this one. So, would you go ahead and just tell us about the experience of losing a loved one as an opportunity? as a uh, entrepreneur tell us about your experience
1: uh well i guess we can just start from what invoked me or what was my inspiration to even be an entrepreneur and um you know single parent single parent household household i'm sorry um and it was it was my mother and my grandmother that basically raised me mm-hmm. and you know my grandmother was retired she was in her 50s 60s and my mom was the the go-getter you know my mom did everything from <laughs> and i i feel i used to be ashamed of this when i was younger but my mom used, used to be a stripper she used to race cars she worked at every fast food restaurant that you can name um her passion was cooking so she was eventually you know she retired as an official you know chef which was amazing Mm. but you know as she was growing up and raising me she was mcdonald's you know what i mean The I don't even know if you remember Nathan Hot Dogs. Oh, man. Do you remember Nathans? I remember Nathans and Bennigans, bro. So my mom was a, you know, she was a go-getter. She used to go skating. Like I say, she used to race cars. She was stripping at one point. But, you know, what that taught me was to never settle at, you know, an occupation and be comfortable. So it was to see her always adjusting and learning new things inspired me to want to do the same in regards to making money hustling so with all that being said you know my journey as an entrepreneur started you know at a young age high school i was making t-shirts i don't know if you remember the the puffy print shirts Mm -hmm. with the puff puff paint um i was airbrushing shirts at one point was selling sneakers at one point. So, you know, I always had it in me. Went to school, went to Norfolk State uh, for entrepreneurship marketing. And, you know, it kind of led to me having my own business. I could never worked work at a, a nine to five because I was the guy that always would come in and try to change things that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time mm-hmm. to, to, to understand that That's how I approached working a job. So um, I haven't had opp. I'm not gonna say an opportunity, but I I haven't clocked into a job since 2014. It was my last job working at a car dealership. So um, yeah, entrepreneurship all stemmed from my mother, her hustle, her grind, and you know I really looked up to her and. You know, we're talking about this episode about grieving, grieving and, and losing a lost one. So, if you don't know by now, the lost person, the person that I lost, was my mother. Uh, she was my rock. She was my foundation. She was my guidance. She was my protector as a black woman, indigenous woman. Um, so, I mean, before we go too deep, you know, that that was just kind of the start of it, Steve.
0: Gotcha. All right, so we're gonna take our time, and we're gonna kind of walk through this. About how long ago was it that you lost your mother, bro?
1: This was um, December two thousand eighteen. Um, y- you want to get into like some of? Uh... Well, let me f- <laughs> let me let me first
0: ask, how are you? I'm
1: still I'm I'm still fucked up, bro. <coughs> and you know, my wife has said, you know, you probably should get some counseling, some help. But uh, I. I feel like I need more than that, you know what I'm saying. Um, so I'm in a space you know I kind of lost I lost my groove a little bit, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I lost my fire, I lost my my belief, you know it's the 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 one thing I can say losing my mom was no matter what I wanted to do in life, how I did it, when I did it. It was always okay with her, mm-hmm. and once you lose that comfort zone, you know, and you don't have like the validation, you know what I'm saying. So that that pretty much affected. It's it's been affecting me since she's been gone.
0: Where were you on your entrepreneurial path when she passed?
1: This is great. This was uh, my third year in my uh, business, formerly known as the Common Brand. And I had just reached a pivotal point where I took what I love as a passion and turned it into a business to actually start to see revenue coming in and being able to get clients. So it was kind of like on the way up Mm -hmm. when this happened. And um, (laughs) it changed everything. It changed everything. So... Yeah, December 2018, uh, my mom passed away, stage four cancer. Oh. Um, and it was almost like maybe she had she known, you know, that she was dealing with cancer and she didn't let me know. You know what I'm saying? To protect or just try to buy time. But uh, when it happened, it happened fast, bro. It, mm. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was like a, a, a speed and train, and by the time you saw it, it was too late.
0: What would you say were some of your initial reactions when you had to begin the grieving process as an entrepreneur? And the reason I'm asking this most people only focus on the emotional part when they hear the word grief but there are social, physical and sometimes even cognitive reactions as well so describe what this looked like for you
1: I didn't think this shit was real (laughs) to be honest you know to, to have someone that you always looked up to as independent and what fucked me up was the day, it was, a couple, it was a couple things that really changed my life. And I think the most prominent one was her accepting death. That really fucked me up. Mm. Because my mom, I may only saw my mom cry twice in, in my whole life. You know what I'm saying? It was when her mother passed. And, you know, when she had a real bad injury, that, that was only two times I really saw my mom cry. So for a strong, independent woman to just sit in there watching her lay in bed and be at ease and accepting the fact that she wouldn't be around, like, really did something to me oh. to this day. Um, and then the, the, second, the second part that really changed everything for me was her not being able to get up to go to the bathroom. You know, the her her drive like her heart had never let her not be able to do something, you know what I'm saying? Mhm. Appreciate that. Um and that 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 like sucked the life out of me, you know what I'm saying?
0: I do know what you're saying. <laughs> I do know what you're saying.
1: So that that You know, from that, you know, that, those experiences and then to the day she actually passed um, and then moving forward, I I guess I never moved forward, but, you know, having to still operate, you know, a business with employees, um, it changed my perspective on the day-to-day stuff, Uh Um, tasks deadlines how do you approach your employees if there's a you know a situation with the job and i i found myself becoming very very short very very distant very very nonchalant about operation
0: all right let's let's pause (laughs) right there because you're you're hinting at something that's really really important um, I'm going to give Jamil a little bit of a breather here. Um, I also lost my mother in 2015. I want to say I believe it was March twenty fourth, 2015. Uh, maybe two years before that, she had gotten a heart transplant. And according to the doctors, I will never forget my brothers and my dad and my aunts and all, and, and all of us being in this meeting with the doctors, and they said, well, once she has the new heart, you know, there's a 50% chance that we could get another 15 years out of her. So to have her pass two years after that, Oh, I was, I was, Mm. I was not okay. Mm. And also the fact that I lived somewhere else when this happened, uh, my parents lived in Pennsylvania. I lived in, I lived in North Carolina at the time for months before this, my mother had been calling me on a regular basis saying, Hey, I'd like to come down there, you know, I'd like to come, because my mother's from North Carolina. So she would call and say, hey, I'd like to come down there, stay with you for a couple of weeks. I'll bring your nephew. Uh, you know, we can just hang out. And she was asking me this. Keep in mind, she passed in March. She was asking me this in all of November, mm-hmm. all of December, all of January. And what I kept saying to her was, well, Mom, you know i got to work. You know I got to work. Mom, you know I got to work. Like what are you going to do? You going to come down here and sit in, and sit, sit in the house all day while I'm at work? This is one of the reasons that I push so hard for you guys to have freedom of time via entrepreneurship. There is going to come a time where all of us are going to have to have a real difficult conversation with a loved one. All right? Are you going to be able to give up that time to spend with them? Or are you going to have to be at work? I'm not knocking nobody that has a job or whatever. You got to do what you got to do. All right. But I'm having a lot of success right now that I truly, truly wish my mother was here to see. She would have loved to see it. But, you know, there's, there's time that she was asking to have with me that I couldn't give her because I had to work. <clears throat> when now? do the work that's necessary now so that you can spend that time with your loved ones people all
1: right (laughs) hold on bro the so so 2016 2017 i started common brand and before it involved to the common dow common brand was essentially based off of media content Mm -hmm. I love photography that's how I got into building my community Um, I learned videography and whatever so I had all the equipment I had top (laughs) um, cameras I had some of the best lenses I had good quality mics um, and lighting and I, I, I said something a few months ago And it was about having a social media presence. And as I was creating this video, you know, it stemmed from after my mom passed. I think I only have maybe one or two videos of my mom. And my fucking career was built around media content. And I say all that to say is, if your parents are still here, your grandparents, you need to sit your camera down and you need to just put it in the background and record your parents. Mm-hmm. You need to record <laughs> the same old stories they tell since you was a kid. You need to record their laughs, the, you know, their mannerisms because once it's gone, it's gone forever. Right. And you know, part of my grief and, you know, a little bit of uh is it resentment? Is, is it's it's not resentment. What is it, Steve? I don't you, know. keep when, going, bro. Essentially, you know, I feel like a dickhead. I had cameras on me all the time. I was a v- photographer. I was a videographer, and to not have a single video of a conversation between me and my mom, or my mom doing something funny, or the time she loved to go gambling. We used to go to the casino all the like. I have no. I, I just have memories. But, you know, here we are in 2023 with all the technology in the world. And, you know, I, I, you know, I regret not spending that time and recording and having, you know, some digital, a digital footprint of my mom.
0: Yeah, because after a while, and I don't know if it was like this for you, but after a while, it was just like you start off thinking about your lost loved one every day. Like, bro, when I lost my mom, I cried every day for like four straight years, bro. Every day. Every day. But then you might go a day where it's like, ah, I only thought about her twice today instead of t- 12 times. Mm-hmm. And then you start feeling guilty mm-hmm. about not thinking about her as much. I know <laughs> I did. Did you, did you feel that way I- as well?
1: I, I my mom was was like my best friend. So, you know, to not have her here, you know, to just talk to and my mom was really into movies, but specific movies like she was a huge Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. You know, one of her favorite Marvel movies was Doctor Strange. And, you know, you know, if you pay attention to the Marvel series, you you know, you know what's coming. And, you know, she also loves Fast and the Furious. Me and my mom went to go see Fast and the Furious when it first came out in 2003 in her Buick, her 85 Buick. And it's always been a thing that we always go see Fast and the Furious. And, you know, when she passed, I think they were just coming out with eight or nine. Mm -hmm. And, you know... It's like, damn! Like she not even gonna be here to see that. So you know, there's always little things that reminds me of her. So like for every day, it, it do, it's not a day that goes past that I don't think about it.
0: Yeah, I would I would kind of feel guilty, and then it kind of went from guilt to being like scared. Oh my god, am I going to forget what her voice sounded like? Hmm. Uh. Too often, and before we get too far away from your excellent answer to the first question, a lot of times as a black man, you do not really have the, the time or to, space to actually think about or consider how you feel. And a lot of times it's easier to be angry than it is to talk about how you feel. Have you gone through that as well?
1: (laughs) hundred percent. You are the first man that I sat down and explained how I felt about this situation, bro. It's been five years. Mm -hmm. I haven't even talked to my brother. I haven't talked to my dad. You know, of course I say things like, damn, I miss my mom. You know, that was a crazy experience because how it went down, we found out that she had cancer November 19th. We left the hospital that Monday which so found out Saturday. We left the hospital that Monday, twenty first. My mom's birthday was December fifth. She died December nineteenth. Mm. So it was thirty days that my mom went, and she a week, two weeks ago, she had just went to one of my parties, dancing. You know what I mean? She she was on top of the stage with me, like living her life. Jamil was
0: an amazing DJ, by the way. <laughs> he didn't mention that earlier, but this <laughs> man know what he's he know he knows what he's doing
1: thank you steve so you know to again to see the independence to go to i can't even move and get out of bed really did something to me so the 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 part you said is we don't even have the opportunity to actually feel let alone think because we're always on defense mode we're always on Survival mode, or you know it, it, it just it, it doesn't make the situation of grieving any easier
0: right now, you kind of have <clears throat> uh, discussed the circumstances around your mom's passing uh, was there a period of anticipatory grief where where she hadn't passed yet, but you were already grieving was there a period <laughs> for you?
1: 100%. 100%. Um, I guess knowing that you're going to die versus you just dying is two different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it seems like it's crazy because when she felt and she was starting to be comfortable with passing and transitioning and um, It just seemed like life got shorter that day like damn like i never got to do this
0: Mm
1: -hmm. i wanted to do this with her you know what i mean so that really that hit me hard so the grief even before she passed i was i was more at peace the day she passed than before she was passing i was i was hurt bro
0: i feel that (laughs) when my mom passed i was all cried out bro Because when she had to, watching her go through all the stuff she had to go through leading up to getting the heart transplant. And then after getting her heart transplant, she got to come home and learn how to walk all over again. How to prepare her own meals all over again. You don't want to see your mom go through that shit, man. I know I didn't. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then you start feeling, I started feeling that guilt about not being able to empathize properly. When she had first come home. So, for instance, you know, doctors told us she needs to be up moving around. She needs to get up and walk. So, you know, my brothers, my dad, my aunts, we would like take turns coming over and sit with my mom. And I would say, all right, mom, let's take a walk around the block. And she would just, no, no, no. I just want to sit. She just wanted to sit on the porch with the doors and windows open. Now, I'm sitting here like, hey, mom, we got to get you moving. You got to get up and walk. But... Had I gone through what she had just gone through, I probably also would want to sit, just sit here and appreciate the breeze blowing, appreciate the <laughs> blades of grass blowing in the wind. You know what I
1: mean? The small, the smallest things matter. Like right. for my mom, it was just give me some ice cold water. I'm good, I'm gonna watch my movies. I put her movies on. Mm-hmm. She just chilled. She had her, you know, she had her little puppy with her. She was, She was very content. Even though all the pain you know she was in crazy pain the the cancer had metastasized, we didn't do chemotherapy, she didn't want to do that my grandmother, her mom passed the cancer, so m- her mindset was really the most it was it was crazy to see how she just was at peace with it bro you know and um it it just taught me a lot about life, you know it taught her death. <laughs> Taught me more about life. Man.
0: Say that one more time.
1: (laughs) My mom's death taught me more about life.
0: Unpack that for me a little bit. What do you mean when you say that?
1: Perfect example. You can live an unrighteous life your whole life. You can do bad things. You can do good things. You can accomplish a lot of stuff. Um, You can lose, you know, lose money, lose homes or whatever. But when you're on your deathbed, (laughs) that, that moment, nothing else matters. It didn't matter who she did wrong in her life. The people who didn't like her didn't matter. Her job didn't matter. Everything that she accomplished didn't matter right the only pure and true thing that mattered that day in my perspective and how i felt was the love and who was there in the room with her
0: Mm -hmm. well that leads me into my next question so with respect to the fact that everyone's journey is unique and none of us have a timeline when does the grieving process end like how long How long do you think it'll take you for you to recover? Have you recovered from the initial hurt at this moment right now? Have you recovered from the initial hurt? Yes. And sometimes you can have triggers. So that's my question for you. Now that you've recovered from the initial hurt, how do you deal with your triggers?
1: That's a great question. Um, And just to specify what the initial hurt was for me was, again, the two moments where she accepted death and she couldn't move. That was harder for me than she's dying of cancer. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, I accepted the death. I get that part. But what what took me the (laughs) longest part... Longest time to recover from was, my mom can't do nothing. That's not my mom. I've never seen her like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know we're going to die. We all got to die. But to see my mom not be able to function? What? So um, some of the things you said, how do I combat, like, the, the triggers? Yep. Um, here's, here's one of the, the triggers. Every day, my wife's parents get to pick up my son. They get to laugh with him. They get to see him grow, and Mm. they get to play with him. I'm triggered every day, bro. You know what I'm saying? From the moment I wake up with my son and we do things, and then when he goes to his grandparents, I'm instantly triggered. So I don't know if I've dealt with it, with that aspect of the triggers, but you know I can only say like it wasn't the right time that's that's all that's the only answer I have for it it's timing
0: gotcha for some of us therapy is necessary all right outside of that though outside of that were there any books or techniques that you found helpful music interesting tell me why music helped you
1: Man, I'm about to cry. Um, <laughs> Sorry,
0: brother, I got some tissues in here. So there we go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, shit.
0: You want me to take a little break?
1: No, we good, bro. We good. Um, music. Music is a... Being, being a DJ is a passion. You know, I grew up in a house with 70s funk, soul, you know, OJs, Frankie Beverly, and all, you know what I mean, all that, that's every time every day was music on somewhere in the house so music for me has always been a way to connect with my my family Mm -hmm. you know what i mean we had we had dinner it was music on we had cookouts music on you know we're in the car music on so uh what music did for me you know since 2019 it it was it was the it was the frequencies of the the sounds that instantly took me back to a moment with my mom that whether if it was good times or bad times it all hit me the same mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so um i really spent a lot of time alone like i said i was very still running the business <laughs> full time <laughs> um but very distant distant from you know people and you know my outlet that helped me with it, the grieving process was music because it, it, it was that connection to damn me and my mom used to do this yep. or this was her John right here you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. that that brought me back to a sense of almost like she was here to this day
0: what was y'all song did y'all have a song
1: yes um, the greatest by Teddy uh, Pender, uh I think it was the greatest inspiration uh-huh. Teddy Teddy Pendergrass um, to this day and it hit me damn going into it it hit me Mother's Day and I know you was feeling some sort of way you know losing your mom but I was good all the way up until the days before Mother's Day and I I said let me play this song and I was in, I was in my office just crying bro I was bawling snot coming out my nose Mm -hmm. like but it felt so real it felt like she was we were in there dancing together you know what i'm saying
0: yeah and sometimes it can really come out of nowhere man and you just get hit like really really hard with like a wall of emotion sometimes but it's healthy it's healthy to go ahead and i'm glad we're having this conversation right now bro i i want you to know i appreciate you man i got mad love mad respect for you you know that
1: um, Before you go, like what what has helped you, bro? Because like I want to know like how how you've been not even maintaining. How, how have you been getting through it?
0: Well, I would love to say like I'm you know I'm a real like private person, right? My mom and dad have sons. My mom and my parents didn't have any daughters. I don't have any sisters, any biological sisters. Growing up, my oldest brother and I used to fight every day. I'm not exaggerating. Every day. Now, normally, you have siblings?
1: My brother, is, he's 12 years older than me.
0: For those of y'all that have siblings out there, most of the time, you don't really mind getting into a fight with your sibling because you know your brother or your sister is not going to hurt you. That wasn't me and my brother.
1: Y'all used to rumble, for <laughs> yes, real? Yes, <laughs> we would be in there,
0: Ali and Frazier, like seriously <laughs> trying to hurt each other on an on a almost <laughs> daily basis. like and that like we would go months and months and months without like speaking to each other here's the thing though after my mom passed like me and him me and and i'm calling him out specifically just because me and him used to go at it all the time i got a great relationship with all my brothers now but me and him specifically did not have the best relationship but we really needed each other to get through the passing of our mother and I'm I'm real proud and real happy to say we got an excellent relationship now. Me and him talk almost every day. You know what I mean? So one of the things that I truly find have found helpful, some you gotta find somebody, and shout out to my man Ray Parker for articulating this for me. Um it's good to have people that you can just talk about nothing with. As a business owner, that can be really, really hard to do. <laughs> but sometimes you gotta just you gotta find somebody that you can talk about nothing with. Mm-hmm uh you got to take a little bit of time out to think about how you act how how do I actually feel? Why am I angry right now? Why did that seemingly small thing over there just send me from zero to a thousand?
1: That martini drink <laughs> <laughs> We was just having
0: another conversation before I put this microphone on um. But just, you know, uh, building relationships with people who share the experience, like my, like my brother shared the experience. It's his mother also. So it was really, really good that we had one another to help each other get through that. Uh, even my, my younger brother, you know, like one of the conversations I can recall him having, me and him having the next day, we were just we was confused bro like my mother wasn't like my mom wasn't old or anything you know so it was just by the time the by the time we actually got to the funeral now it's going from you're sad to you're pissed off because it's like yo my mother ain't never bothered nobody why is she in there i could think of a hundred other people that it could have been instead of her Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but you just gotta you gotta work and get through that and for me, it was, it was just finding somebody who you can talk about nothing with. For me, that was my oldest brother and my uh, two other brothers. You know, you call each other, you check on each other, you genuinely ask, how are you, man? How you doing? And you'll find it's the simple things that really, really, like, trigger you. Like, I don't know why, bro, I can't watch Forrest Gump the same way now. That part where Forrest Gump's mom dies, it gets me, bro. <laughs> it gets me. It's
1: so it's, it's so real, bro.
0: Yeah, like it's so real. Bro, my father, my father is a man. You understand me? My father is a man. My dad is maybe five foot eight. But when it comes to being a man, he's taller than this building that we in right now. You understand <laughs> me?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He also really like that night, couldn't get himself together, man. And I wish that I was able to be more of a comfort to my dad, but I just at that moment I just couldn't be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I when they say you get the wind knocked out of knocked out of you or sucked out, I, I felt like that, bro. Mm-hmm. I felt empty. I felt confused. I felt lost. I was angry. You know what I'm saying? And it's just amazing how. Life just keeps going on.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. And then you have all these <clears throat> you'll have a bunch of people coming up to you saying, Oh, you know, I don't know if this bothered you, but I'm this, so this, sorry. This, I'm this sorry
1: for your loss. That fuck that fucked me. Man, look. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> sorry for your loss
0: wasn't the one. The one for me was, I'll pray for you. I'll be praying for you. That's the one.
1: Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> that got to you?
0: Well, because it's like the one thing that you're actually going to do is the one thing that doesn't require you to do shit. You know, like y'all are, y'all are, and and again, I say this at the funeral, y'all watching me, my dad, my brothers, we all broke up in here. We really could use a little bit more than your prayers. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, how about y'all get together and... Go to my pop's house and uh, sweep the leaves from in front of the yard. Mm-hmm. Go wash the windows on the house. Do something. Mm-hmm. Don't give me this bullshit about how you'll be praying for us because most of y'all won't be. you're lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just saying this because it sounds good.
1: Mm-hmm. Well I, I think what also helped with the comfort piece for me. My wife was there, mm-hmm. and her best her childhood best friend flew up just to help us out, bro.
0: That's beautiful, man.
1: Flew out, shout out to care stall. She's a doctor. I love you, sis. And you know that. You didn't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? You know, but I'm literally I'm holding my mom's hand on the left side of it. My wife and, and her best friend is on the other side of bed. Calming my mom as she's taking her last breaths, bro. Mm. My mom passed, I left the crib. They cleaned the room after hospice came in. They took the beds out. Like, it was no way I could have done that alone, bro. I probably wouldn't be here if, if I had to go through that experience by myself, bro.
0: Sorry. Yeah, I don't share that experience. The woman I was with when my mom passed was terrible. She was the absolute worst.
1: Jeez. <laughs> that didn't last long. The worst. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think in the most important times in your life, you know, being on your deathbed is definitely one of them, and that, that showed me a lot about the people around you matter, the mm-hmm. ones that really love you, and um, you know, when it's, everybody's gonna have to have that, that day, which is, you know what I mean, it's, what would, would they say, the only things that is uh, is uh, death, taxes, and what else was the third one? Trouble trouble all right but yeah so just um you know i i i feel very grateful that i had that hands-on experience with the passing of my mom um and i really encourage people to even if y'all don't have the best relationship with your parents especially your mom make an effort to do something to you know show that you care show that you love them and you know because once you don't get that call from your mom you know you you may avoid mm-hmm. the calls now you know oh my god what does she want yep it's gonna be a time when that phone doesn't ring that says your mom so right. um, don't avoid it don't avoid it
0: I appreciate this discussion man we've gone from an interview to just two guys talking this is real. <laughs> Um, According to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, there are five stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Did you experience all five of those?
1: All at once, bro. I know they say stages, but my brain gave it to me all at once. And... You know the time. Of course, you you actually start developing and going through the stages, but I felt that shit all at once. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And what 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 is repeat the five again? Yep. Denial. Yep.
0: Anger. Bargaining. Depression. Acceptance.
1: Well, the bargaining piece for me, was just, like, why my mom? Mm-hmm. That was the bargaining piece for me. Um, the depression, I feel like that. <laughs> that is a... Someone put this really well, uh, put it together really well. When you're depressed, you are living in the past. When you're anxious, you're worried about the future. And, you know, the depression is something that I don't think will ever go away for any human. If you if you live depression-free, like, fucking kudos to you. Let me know which shrooms you take in because <laughs> I don't believe a person is depression-free. Um, but that is part of the triggers. You know, like you said, what are some of the triggers? And it's just like something will, will happen. I will experience something. And I can choose, do I want to be depressed or do I want to take that moment to reflect on something good Mm -hmm. but either way I'm still thinking about my mom so (laughs) um the acceptance piece is is like that final piece is she's gone she's not here in the physical realm um you know I feel her with me I feel like you know her and her her mother has always been a guide for me in life um so yeah she may not be here where I can physically give her a hug and kiss but you know i can still talk to her i talk to my mom every day you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying um so the acceptance of like yeah she may not be here in this 3d world or plane or whatever you want to call it um but i feel that i feel her energy i feel her presence she shows herself in things that i do she reminds me of stuff that i'm doing you know what i'm saying so it's a, it's a it's a different it's a different level of acceptance of, mm-hmm. of death, life and death.
0: Let me ask you this. Did you have anybody in your in your circle who and I'm going to use air quotes here, who got tired of you complaining? If so, tell me what you did or what do you recommend when the because there's sometimes when you're dealing with something with a with an experience that's this traumatic, you're gonna have people around you who just don't get it how did you handle it when you had people around you who just didn't get it?
1: I removed myself. It's almost like running around and being a conspiracy theory guy. (laughs) It makes all the sense in the world to you, but to other people, it's just like you're talking to a brick wall. Mm -hmm. So if I found myself complaining, and really it's not even complaining, it's just like, yo, I'm working through something. I'm I'm, I'm grieving. Right. I need this space. You know what I'm saying. Um, and when I found that, like the the transmission wasn't receiving, like the what I was putting out, I just kind of let it all build up. And you know that's one thing that's never good, especially for men that look like us.
0: Right.
1: So um, <laughs> yeah, I just removed myself, Steve. I I, I didn't want to fight that. It just seemed like another battle. That I didn't have the patience for, and the energy to like continue that fight. Mm-hmm.
0: Self awareness. We talked about that on this program before. Self awareness is extremely important. All right, how did you? How did you decide that you were back to normal?
1: <laughs> um, twenty nineteen was a really good year. Create creatively, business wise. Um, I made some of the best decisions in my business in 2019. (laughs) Um, That's when I officially changed over um, from a creative outlet to an agency at that point, full-blown. I was getting deals with clients that I don't think I would have gotten, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like some You can drop
0: names if you want.
1: I mean, you know, like I was able to work with um, Portland's Sneaker Week, um, which is basically a really big cultural thing out in Portland, Oregon. Those who don't know, Nike's headquarters is in Beaverton, Oregon, but Oregon itself is Nike country. So, you know, uh, being able to collaborate not only with people from Nike, Adidas, uh, Columbia Sportswear, Seoul, It just was, it was like refreshing because I was around people creatively. And what it did for me during that process of still grieving that my mother wasn't here, it kind of, it gave me a purpose to put energy to. Mm
0: -hmm. Gave you something else to focus on.
1: Yep. But at the same time, I was still able to You know, it was still those moments because my mom, you know, I moved her out to Oregon with me. It was still those moments where I would come home and be like, you know, damn. Another thing before that, we moved right after she passed. I couldn't even I couldn't even stare to look at her room like that was like one of the first major changes was I had to get out that house that we were living in that she passed in. So I don't know if you ever like when you go back home, the moment you go in the house, you know, it instantly hits you. And that's like my mom's perfume she used to wear, like still smells like that. Like that was that like got to me crazy.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <coughs> there's I mean, there's pictures of her everywhere mm-hmm. in the house. Um, and I hate when other people say this, but I will go ahead and admit it. I look just like my mom. Like if my mother was tall and bald, she would be me. <laughs> that's how much i like.
1: You her. got hair, though, bro. You ain't bald.
0: I mean, yeah, you know. Shout out to Abrea <laughs> Goldsmith. You know, Abrea. She, yeah, she came and saved the kid uh, last year. You know, I definitely had the sunroof. Top in. back.
1: Yeah. Abrea Goldsmith. What, what, what company is she at? All right,
0: we're going to get into that off, off, the, uh, off the mic. <laughs> um, how did you handle social engagements in the meantime? But, so between <laughs> when she passed and when you started having a success in 2019, how did you handle social engagements?
1: Um. Like I said, I, I would have been in jail if I would have been social after my mom passed. Um,
0: well, let me ask you: Were there any were there any things that kept you from leaving the house? Like for instance, like were you like I'm scared of my cry in public? Anything like that? And if so, how did you overcome
1: that? Um, one of her one of her favorite songs that she liked that I DJed was uh, Mac Miller and. Um, Anderson Pack, uh it's called dang I can't keep on losing you so that song right really I DJ so if I'm DJ in a house event house party I like to play that song because it's one it's a good song but the moment I played that out live I lost it in front of a room full of a hundred people mm. I'm at the DJ booth crying like balling so the The social dynamic, like, I didn't run from it, but I'm also the type of person, if I don't have to do business, I'm good with being alone. So I spent a lot of time, if I wasn't working, I spent a lot of time just by myself or with mm-hmm. my family. Um, and that's kind of like how I avoided the social interaction piece. All right.
0: Um, was your was your son born yet
1: nope well tell
0: me how the bounce back process is different when you have a spouse so, <laughs> so when you're married mm-hmm. tell me how that how does how, how would this process have been different if you were not married
1: uh it could have went a couple different ways um do you want to talk about the child part or we'll talk about the marriage and a relationship piece sure. i think being in any relationship i mean what's given is you should be able to depend on your partner for emotional support i mean that that should just be off rip Mm -hmm. um and you know prior to that we've been through a lot you know what i mean so this was ultimately one of the hardest and it's it's crazy man because my wife just she just lost her brother and that's why that's how we ended up back here in delaware so um Mm -hmm. Essentially, the support from someone that you love outside of your parents makes a difference because you should feel safe. That, is, that should definitely be a safe zone to talk about anything, to mm-hmm. cry, to vent, to complain to, you know what I mean? And I think having that kept me from making super irrational decisions, you know, regarding my business, mm-hmm. regarding, you know, my decision-making. Um, it kind of kept me centered, even though, like, my mind was all over the place. Having that relationship, like, brought me back to, like, okay, you still got to live, you still got to earn an income, you you have a business, you're doing good, you know, how do you navigate it? And I think that was essential to have my wife, and my partner there during those times.
0: That part right there is really important, y'all. You need to find somebody who you can kind of be vulnerable around. Alright, whether it's your spouse, your brother, your sister, a coworker, whoever. You cannot keep this stuff bottled up, man. I'm sure y'all all seen what happened when you shake a soda. Same thing happens when you keep all this all these emotions within yourself. All right. You got to find somebody who you can talk to who's actually genuinely going to listen not somebody who's going to be judgy Mick Judgerson all right somebody who's really really going to hear you
1: out or chatty patty too because oh that's a having that's a big one having having my partner what happened in our home happened in our home it wasn't talk to you know to her best friend or to her parents you know we were able to keep it to ourselves and I think that that made it better too because I had to trust that look I'm I'm vulnerable my mom just died Mm -hmm. I'm giving it all up you know what I'm saying like if I didn't do it before now I'm really giving it all up and you know I just felt you know that Jen had my back shout out to Jen you know I love you dearly Mm -hmm. and I appreciate you for you know just holding it down you know what I'm saying because those first couple days bro I I didn't want to move I didn't want to. I didn't even want to go outside. It was beautiful, you know. I like Christmas was. You know, my mom died December nineteenth. I ain't give a fuck about Christmas. I ain't give a fuck about New Year's. My birthday's in January. I ain't give a fuck. And I was just on bullshit time. Mm-hmm. But if i if again, if I didn't have that comfort and that, you know, that positive reinforcement that look everything gonna be alright. I it's, I know it's hard, but you got to keep going. If I didn't have that, bro. Like, it would have been a different situation. I probably wouldn't be here talking to you about the recovery of grieving right now. I can imagine. You know what I'm saying?
0: I can imagine. And I'm talking to you again, black man. See, many of us, life experience has taught a lot of us that you can't really open up to too many people because it's almost a certainty that as soon as it's in somebody else's best interest, it's going to be thrown right back in your face. Whatever insecurities you discuss whatever failures you think you may have had, the other person is going to throw it right back in your face as soon as it's in their best interest to do so. Or as soon as they get mad. You gotta find somebody who isn't going to do that. Alright, somebody who genuinely has your best interests at heart. For Jamil, that was his wife. Alright, how did you handle it when when people asked, How can I help? <laughs>
1: just talk to my wife man my wife is handling any you know and it was great because her it man uh, you need to do a whole topic about family versus the family you are born into versus the family that is created around you uh, the support system from you know the people that we've grown relationships with in Portland was And it was crazy, bro. Like, people was sending us care packages. They was sending over food and gift cards. And they made it easy for us, you know, to, like, still operate. So, you know, when people came around and asked, like, how can I help? I really had nothing for them. (laughs) Like, bro, I I lost my rock, bro. You can't help. and You can't do anything for me.
0: Y'all excuse the background noise. We got a couple of monkeys across the hall. They just moved in earlier. They're doing some some banging on the wall of some kind. I don't know what these... Go ahead, bro. I apologize. <laughs> um, we might have to pause this microphone in a minute.
1: For a minute. Okay. Um, essentially, just, you know, don't... I, I would advise people, if you're ever in a situation where a friend of yours or a family member, you know, just lose someone... Don't ask, just do. Right. Don't don't you wasting you wasting time and energy. You might get a, a answer back that you don't like. So just do it for the person. And and here's the thing: if you really know people, you sh- you shouldn't have to ask. What sh- what can I do to help you? You know, and that, and that's what we got from the community um, of people that we built in, in in that city. It was just like, yo, I, here I'm dropping. I'll be at your house in a little bit, you know what I mean? Or I'll leave it at the door, and, you know, you get it when you get it.
0: Well, all right. I like that, and that was a great answer. Thank you. How did you handle it when, or what did you do when it's, like, months or years later, but you still say it?
1: I don't don't have any expectations from people anymore. And that was another lesson, you know, watching my mom pass, what? Oh, hold on. I'll be right back.
0: All right, we're back. Uh, so, you know, it's months or years later, and you still find yourself occasionally sad. How did you handle that?
1: Just kept myself busy, essentially. Um, like you said, the sadness and the emotions creep up on you, and, you know, you just you got to go with the flow. You either sit in your bag and be sad, or you, you do something about it. And, you know, I I just try to be proactive because I know it's going to come. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's every day, like, I, the fact that my wife's parents can pick up, you know, my son, I'm faced with it every day. So mm-hmm. that sadness, it comes. I know it comes. But it's just like in that moment, I'll be sad. But then I just keep it moving.
0: All right, so to, you know we kind of hinted at this earlier. Take a minute and tell me how it, tell me how this affected your business.
1: <laughs> how,
0: you know what? Tell me how it affects your business today. Is do you do business differently today, versus then?
1: Um. Absolutely. Uh, don't waste time. And before you know, I thought being a young entrepreneur, you invest time into the people you like, right? And, you know, I wasted a lot of time doing that with very little reward. And after the passing of my mom, you know, the first thing that came to my mind is like, you ain't got time to waste. Mm -hmm. So dealing with clients now and in just relationships, it's it's no gray area. You know, I've learned to be very... Um, explicit on what I expect and what I want to get out of the business transaction or the relationship and if it's not reciprocated from the other end or if they don't like the 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 offer then you know I just keep it moving. I you know as before pre my mom's passing I want to make it work, you know, this person's really cool and you know you end up working for free forever or you you don't get what you need for your business so yes absolutely um, I I don't like I value my time a little bit more than I did before
0: love that all right now this next question I don't want you to get yourself in no trouble all right you let me know if this is too personal for you you do <laughs> not have to answer
1: All right. I plead the fifth
0: did you develop any unhealthy coping mechanisms And if you did, tell me how you fixed
1: that. Uh, Absolutely. Um, Unhealthy habits. Um, Spending too much time on social media. And I'll just leave that open for, you know, interpretation on, you know I mean, what what comes with that. We all know with the U.S. American social media feeds you, um, crime violence, sex, um, scams. And, you know, that stuff became very entertainment. It it was entertainment for me. And it was toxic. And, you know, I carried that over to my relationship to the point where I wasn't spending time with my wife because I'm wrapped up in social media and I'm wrapped up in... I, and I've never really been a clubber because I, I've been a DJ. So <laughs> I, to any other DJs out there, you know that sometimes, like, after a gig, you, the next weekend you're not going out to anyone else's party. So I never had that habit. But, you know, you know what comes along with being out in the club scenes. Um, women, alcohol, never was big on drugs. Um, and, I, man, that's one thing we to talk about, bro. I never used any drugs or any alcohol to cope this whole time, and I'm, I'm glad I did because I'm glad I didn't do that. I was about the same oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are we going with this? Um, yeah, and and you know, I I would say to anyone that goes through a passing of a loved one, avoid the 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 toxic stuff because it it, it won't help. Like that, uh, what do they say? I just wanna um, escape, like yeah. the escape. I that's one thing I didn't did, didn't do. I faced the pain, like I stood in that shit. You know what I'm saying? I may not have went outside or been active, but I sat in that sorrow and that pain during those times, and I didn't use drugs or alcohol or, you know, mm-hmm. stepping outside of my partnership and marriage. Like it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm a sitting this shit, like, and it, it hurt. It, it fucking hurt, but I'm glad I did do that versus trying to find escapism.
0: Good on you, man. Good on you. It's really, really common to feel very alone during times of grief or mourning. All right, and that feeling can be compounded when you're a business owner. Did you experience that feeling of loneliness? And if you did, how did how did you bounce back?
1: Never felt lonely, bro. Um, like I said, the business was thriving 2019. And then 2020, we made a killing because, you know, I was into the digital marketing, content creation. Mm-hmm. The world shut down. People didn't want to come out. So I just went to the clients. So I never felt alone. Um, we had a small community that supported us. My business was thriving. So, yeah, never never felt alone.
0: Man, listen. I lived somewhere else when my mom passed. Um, you know, I'm in a... I'm, I, live in, I live somewhere where nobody looks like me, nobody talks like me, nobody dresses like me, and I worked somewhere. Nobody walked like me, nobody talked like me, nobody dressed like me. Most people really have no idea what it's like to be surrounded by people but still feel like you're totally totally alone by yourself so like you just talked about facing it i faced it i had to face that once again y'all gotta you gotta find healthy coping mechanisms i don't care if you just get up out of bed and just put some sneakers on and just walk facts that was one of the things i did i just walked i i really do not know where i'm going i don't care where i'm going i just i'm gonna get up put these sneakers on and just walk i'm gonna get up and hit the gym for a minute you gotta develop healthy coping mechanisms. Let me read a book that my mom would maybe would have liked. Watch a movie. Yeah. Alright. So we've kind of discussed how you got through it. We've discussed uh We've discussed quite a bit of things here, man. This is one of the <laughs> this is one of the heavier episodes. It's drawn I've lengthy too. It's recently, lengthy, yeah. And I so appreciate it, man. I so appreciate you. I appreciate you being man enough to be vulnerable on this program. Because you know this is this is not a small thing. Oh, by the way, we're over two hundred twenty seven thousand downloads now. Forty nine countries, thirty nine states. This is no longer a little thing. So I appreciate you. Uh, sharing some of your journey, man. Hopefully, this discussion helps a lot of y'all out there. Uh, before we wrap up, I want to give a really special shout out to Miss Donna Snyder White. Made love, made appreciation for you. Uh, I'd also like to give a special shout out to Miss Nikita Thomas and Mr. Denzel Merritt. Um. All right, as we prepare to wrap it up here, I want y'all to really tune in to our next few episodes. All right, coming up, we have, we may do a part three on this uh, grieving piece, just because there's so many things that affect us from a grieving or mourning standpoint as black entrepreneurs. Uh, I don't know, I'd like to have somebody come on and talk about maybe postpartum depression, how you deal with that as an entrepreneur. It's, that is something that is unfortunately pretty common, but it's not something that is discussed. Um, I'd like to have somebody come on and talk about, you know, maybe dealing with a divorce and still trying to run your business. Right now, we've talked about dealing with illness, and we've talked about the loss of a loved one. So I just really want us to flesh this out a little bit more. Our next episode is going to be 10 Reasons to Keep Your Job While You're Building Your Business. The program we have scheduled after that is 10 Reasons to Quit Your Job. As you build your business. So y'all stay tuned. I got some really, really, really good stuff up my sleeve for y'all. Once again, this is the only business podcast. If you found some value in today's discussion, please drop a five-star review with comments. If you are hearing this on YouTube, please drop a fire emoji in the comments and throw up a black fist. Y'all enjoy the rest of your day. Be decent to each other. We'll We'll see you next time.